0: As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm
1: uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at AlliantEnergy.com slash FarmEnergyAssessment.
2: You're listening to Mile High Insiders, with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center.
1: Welcome in, welcome in. It is Wednesday night, 6 p.m. on the dot. July 20th, man. Summer is flying by. Welcome in, guys, uh, Mile High Insiders. Um, I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, my co-host on the Mile High Insiders, Luke Patterson. Luke, how are you doing today?
2: Dude, I'm pumped. A week from today, training camp starts down at UC Health Training Center and all the buzz is about the Denver Broncos. It's been the entire offseason. Broncos got pretty major award. We'll talk about that a little bit tonight, but uh, man, all hands on deck here at MHH. The season is here, dude. We're a week away from Broncos 2022
1: football, starting with training camp. I'm doing exceptional. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Like I was talking to you beforehand, we're in the process of unpacking this house and probably means that uh, the hiking is going to be limited uh, this weekend, which is a bit of a bummer because it's going to be nice out and, I'm enjoying the weather here in Seattle right now. It's been sticking around, you know, 75, 80 degrees. But they're talking about next week, climbing up into the mid 90s, which is rough out here because uh, there's no air conditioning, really. And yeah, humidity the is- makes it even worse, yeah. I'm
2: sure. Right. Sitting at yep. sea level.
1: Yeah, it's uh, there's typically a pretty good like marine layer that pushes a lot of it out. Uh, but the big issue is kind of like what they've been talking about in uh, England. The houses are built to try to maximize as much sunlight and retain heat as possible, because typically it's, you know, 50 to 60 degrees. So um, it's going to be baking uh, in in these houses in here. So it's going to be hot, but uh, we'll get through it and uh, hopefully be an unscathed as possible. I don't say I worry more about the pets because you can't explain to them. It's like it's going to be hot you need to calm down like just relax deal with
2: it yeah no and then all these frozen nasty treats come into play like i think my wife and i bought this stuffed trachea with organs that was frozen in slices that you give to the dog we give to them at least on a a hot day it's disgusting they're animals but they're ours and we spoil them but uh no, man, a question for you as you unpack, because obviously I see your Broncos gear, just like I see Greg, our guy, Gregory Vandeland, with a forty nine ninety nine super. Greg, thank you so much for your support. It truly means a lot. Um, it helps us do what we do. And training camp right around the corner. This, this is very helpful, and we appreciate your support here on MHI. But no, Nick, here, here we go. And Greg, let me know your thoughts as well. Broncos country, I'll open it up to you. My wife has very strict conditions on where and what Bronco stuff or things that I want to hang on the wall, what those can be. And those mm-hmm. are pretty much limited to my office or the
1: garage. Is that the
2: same thing with you, man? I, I see a lot of Broncos gear up there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, we have this downstairs basement uh, room that is, I guess, my recording studio for now. I'm not sure how it'll change, but uh, living in a house again with the basement is really nice. But yep, no, I had like, what can I put up here? Stuffed horse mask that I've worn a few times. I've For Halloween, a couple times I've been hung like a horse uh, with a rope around my neck. That's always a good And <laughs> just other Broncos stuff here and uh, some uh, Iowa Hawkeye and St. Louis Cardinal gear as well. So representing my teams. And of course, uh, my uh, national parks hat because a big fan of the national parks here in the U.S. I look like, yeah, my office looks like a like a child's
2: room. I've got framed comic books, graded slabs and all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, Broncos stuff everywhere, too. But it's crazy, man, because you're talking about that Broncos merch. You're starting to see a revitalized Broncos country, Nick, because football is going to be a lot different this year in 2022. Greg kicked us off. Let's say what's up to some of the fellas and the ladies. Kevin Gray coming in here really, really early saying, what's up Broncos country? Uh, Chad, Zach, and Scott. No, no, no. This is Nick and Luke here on MHI. Seven days to training camp. Let's ride. We appreciate the support, Kevin, a good friend of the show. Bronco gang was in here very early waiting for MHI as well saying, let's ride. We really appreciate your support um kevin gray again hey hey luke let's rock mike Givens was in the house good evening nick luke and scott go broncos and look man this show i can't go any further without glp gary leeds palmer has been with us ride or die since the beginning what's up man uh gary saying good afternoon luke nick and scott shout out to all the broncos fans go broncos let's ride what do you make of this revitalized energy that you're starting to see in broncos country right now I
1: mean, football is king in the United States and football is king in Denver. And while the Broncos have been, you know, somewhat a sad wet fart over the last few seasons, we'll just call it as it is (laughs) uh, compared to their typical uh, expectations, especially in the wake of how good the Nuggets have been with Jokic. you know, back to back MVPs. Avalanche obviously been really good with Super Stanley Cup champion Uh, right now. Broncos are still king. In Denver. Uh, it's just I think there's so much of a foothold thanks to how good they were in the eighties, the nineties. I mean, you and I grew up with their dominance. It's just it's uh I think it's the very first episode of South Park. Uh they're like oh blah, 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 and uh go John go, Amen, go John LA and go Broncos, and the whole congregation, you know, go Broncos. Um, and it, it really feels like that, uh, in Colorado. You know, it's a not to be totally sacrilegious, but you know, it's way up there uh for those people. So excited to see what the Broncos can do this year and this team hopefully giving these fans some much deserved uh, enjoyable football this season.
2: I hope you're right. And enjoyable football is all that we ask for because
1: Broncos country, you've
2: certainly earned it. You've sat through a lot the last six years. It has not been fun, but what is fun is hearing from you and our uh, talking with you guys, Broncos country. This is it. This is what MHI is about. We are going to get into the Broncos winning a pretty, a major award um, announced yesterday. So we will get into those things. We're going to talk culture, but let's talk to you guys. Uh, Jeff noise coming in with the $10 super. Thank you so much saying hello, Nick, Luke and Broncos country. Our guy Ernie is also in the house. What's up, Ernie saying hello, man. Ernie is one of the best Broncos fans out there because he finds these memes that take digs at other teams. And I absolutely love them. I could not repeat them on the airwaves, but keep going, Ernie, keep being you um, and Kathy our gal, she really liked that wet fart reference. Um, I mean, I did too, dude. Like it, it was, I wasn't expecting it and I'm a child, so yeah. I,
1: I can't help, but enjoys it. I mean, it's been disappointing. <laughs> if anything else has been, we've been trying to, you know, look at the, the bright side and positives and a lot of the players that are on this team now, obviously, uh, went through some of those dark days, but, uh, if you don't have a quarterback, you're in a world of hurt, and uh, not in a world of hurt. Back to back, forty nine ninety nine wow, super Greg. Gregory, big Thank time, you. old Greg, man, we appreciate you so much. Uh, pre- you know, hang around if you have any questions, also for us, uh, please get yeah. at us, um, Greg, says,
2: fire fire them out because yeah. Uh, yeah, you you certainly uh, you're very very kind, and we want to make sure that we're we're helping you, and you can help us. Let us know how the Broncos are going to improve this year. Mark Hoynack coming in with a hello, Broncos ghost country as well. He is Nick Kendall. I am Luke Patterson. You can get it Nick at Nick Kendall MHH. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. Be sure to head on over to the mothership at milehighhuddle.com at milehighhuddle on Twitter. Um we'd appreciate it if you gave the the official show if you will uh, a follow at mhi underscore pod but again at mhh that's the big deal mile high huddle uh all kinds of exciting action going on and kenneth patterson no relation thank you for joining us brother uh i'm in miami beach and it hasn't rained since the first week of june 95 yes. degrees and humid every day feels like the temperature is 105 Yeah, man, that humidity, that absolutely kills me. I much prefer the dry roast that we are experiencing in the Mile High City, although today's a little rainy, so we'll absolutely take it. Uh, But the humidity, man, it kills me. I've never had to play in it or really do a ton of strenuous activity. I mean, usually when I'm in the beach, it's for vacation and swimming and jacking around and jet skis and stuff like that. It's not really to compete on the gridiron, but I can only imagine a training camp in, in South Beach
1: beautiful, I'm sure, but the weather or Seattle would have to be pretty nasty. I feel like my mind would not be on practice. It would be on going somewhere for a nice dinner or some drinks afterwards or enjoying (laughs) the beach. But uh, being uncomfortable and
2: having swamp ass like like what's his name? Ryan uh, Jensen.
1: Yeah, talking about wet farts. Uh, moving forward, uh, Kathy <laughs> Lund. What's good, fam? Howdy to Luke and Nick and whoever's running the ones and twos. It's us today. Um, so- the one and the two. You
2: pick. I mean, is it, you know, this is how we're rolling. Scott deserves some time off. We're trying to wrap up those summer plans. and. Uh, yeah. Guys, just a quick peek behind the curtain as well, since we're just this is our show and we get to do whatever we want. I was talking to Nick a little bit about shows before this started, and it got me thinking. I've been watching alone on History Channel where the contestants film themselves last one to win or not tap out gets five hundred thousand. And it really forces these cats, these guys, these gals down to their very core. Right. Trying to figure out Mm -hmm. if they can push through, if they have the right reasons to push through and if that five hundred thousand is ultimately worth not only their time, but their health and their mental well-being as well. And it it gets me thinking a little bit about culture, Nick, and Mm -hmm. and you experience a new culture whenever you're surrounded by a drastically new environment <laughs> what more of a new environment could there be in terms of an NFL team than a head coach with a new coaching staff and a quarterback granted that quarterback's a nine-time pro bowler and super bowl winning quarterback but still that's a drastic change you've got a new change in ownership coming along the way are we seeing a, a seismic shift in terms of
1: culture I you'd hope so, but I would say the it's started, you know, it's been a, the ball rolling momentum started when, uh, George Payton came into town and he's kind of got his guys in here. And the reason the Broncos are going to be, you know, in line, uh, for this award in the ESPYs is because I would say, uh, everything that's been leading, to, from John Elway and that the, the search committee hiring George Payton and then everything, you know, spreading from there, but, uh, all roads lead back to George, uh, George Payton in this one and Kathy coming in saying Gregory from the top rope. Absolutely. The toppest of ropes. Um, we appreciate you also want to say hello to Kayleon saying, what up Nick? Don't forget to say hello to Luke too, Kaylee. I always, always say hello to you, but it's good to see, uh, Jake Hozad also coming in talking about how quickly the culture change can happen. Uh, it's crazy how much one year uh, can make, uh, last year there was no hope. Uh, this year we got Russell Hackett and new ownership, not only ownership, but, uh, the richest owner by like seven times in the NFL. So, uh, definitely hope is, and that's another reason, you know, the despite things feeling terrible and, you know, there's no way out of it for a long time. Things can turn around quickly in the NFL. You look no further than a team that was stuck in mediocrity, the mud, you know, irrelevance for decades uh, in the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and things flip around. They get a franchise quarterback. They get a little bit of change in the um, how things are run in the front office there and bingo, bingo Bengals in the Super Bowl, and look like they're going to be making a run uh, pretty consistently here going forward. So, uh things change. We saw it also the Chiefs. Years and years and years and years. Chiefs, who cares? Mediocre, can't win a playoff game. And then Andrew Reid and Patrick Mahomes gets there. Poof. You know, now we're talking about the a team that is, what is it, hosted the AFC championship game? Four years in a row, three years in a row, something insane. It's never happened before, so things can change quick in the game, NFL. Which is a good.
2: thirteen, yeah, thirteen game streak against Denver. I mean, to your point, yeah. they are just they're the king of the hill, and yeah. I love to talk talk that garbage to to Chiefs Kingdom and everybody else. But they're sitting atop of it, just like our guy Phil McLaughlin, always on top of it. Good evening, Luke, Nick, and Scott. Hashtag Let's Ride. Nick, yesterday it was pretty cool. The Broncos uh, were named ESPN's 2022 Sports Humanitarian Team of the Year. Uh, This is an award in several categories, as you know, of this award for individuals, teams. The Broncos are consistently in this semifinalists. We get the press releases in our in our emails. Um, It's pretty neat. Now, this award is given to a sports franchise that demonstrates the best teamwork and how to create a measurable impact on community or cause. So just looking over some of what the Denver Broncos did in the 2022 offseason with this brand-new staff, with this brand-new roster roster, that has not been finalized. We're not to training camp yet, just a week away. But you're looking at players volunteering more than 900 hours through 745 different engagements. Uh, There's all sorts of independent and team charities going on. They contributed over 275 thousand dollars to different initiatives and they are the only this one is was the big highlight for me and i wrote about it at myohighhuddle.com the denver broncos are the only professional sports team to fully fund its own branch of the boys and girls club of america giving fourteen thousand five hundred plus under resourced youth a home away from home since 2003. That was a big one started by Pat Bolin the Denver Broncos, and it's pretty cool to see that, that success um, led by Patrick Smythe, Liz Gerald's, Bobby Mestis, Katie Schuster, and Maya Black, and really be recognized among ESPN and, and the rest of the league.
1: Yeah, that is uh, incredible, and again, it comes back to this Broncos organization itself being first class. Now, obviously, Pat Bowen hasn't been really, you know, physically involved for a number of years. Uh, they're pulling back when he had the uh, Alzheimer's there at the end, but man, what a legacy uh, he left in Denver. And again, it's a big reason that uh, we talked about earlier, a lot of things leading back to George Payton, but before that, everything leading back to uh bowling, of course, because of this Broncos organization being first class. And that goes well beyond the football field. Now, obviously we can be excited about the new ownership group coming in, having more resources, uh, but there's a big shadow uh, to be behind or be hidden behind. Um, considering the outreach impact both in the community and uh, just the NFL landscape itself uh, for uh, Pat Bowen. So the Waltons hopefully will step into that and uh, accelerate that uh, exponentially, you know, just further throw resources at it, because there's an expectation here in Denver that the Broncos are you know, the community and has the communities backed. Um, and uh, speaking of communities back, DeAndre Weatherspoon, always helping us out here, uh, supporting you. He says, what's up, boys? i Am am I the only one pumped for the NFL regular season to start or for football season in general? DeAndre, I'm going to take a wild guess here. I'm going to guess you are not the only <laughs> one uh, who is pumped for that, especially in Broncos country. We're all chomping at the bit uh, for the, uh, the year to get here, for some real football, for some Broncos Those. being relevant again.
2: Those damn Raiders started training camp today, and uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Josh McDaniels to get caught cheating again. He's got a week up on everybody else. Uh, No, I can't wait, man. I cannot wait. Training camp is a week away. That that is when football starts. And Russ, how about this, too, Nick? We got to get to this. Russ has been been caught, or not caught, but uh, has pictures out there on Twitter showing his receivers, his players that are out there with him, What do you think of Brandon Marshall, the receiver out there, uh, at least pictured without his shirt on, still looking as great as he did when he played? I'm sure he could still play. Um, I say that tongue-in-cheek
1: a little bit. But what do you make of B-Marsh there? I think it can only be a good thing, especially for the big-bodied physical wide receivers that the Broncos have on the roster in uh, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick especially. And Brandon Marshall, obviously, his uh, time in Denver ended – not great. He had borderline personality disorder, uh, not diagnosed at the time, uh, obviously is, I don't know the specifics of his treatment or whatnot, but he is diagnosed now and he seems to be in a much better place. Always enjoy the interviews uh, with him with the uh, kind of the round table situation, yeah. they bring in the athletes. And he's, you know, seems like a very personable, uh, intelligent guy. So, I don't make anything of it as far as him joining the Broncos, uh, but having somebody who has accomplished what he has done and also maybe, you know, coming back to the organization somewhat, even though it ended not the best for him, uh, I think is a great thing. And uh, man, I have some great uh, memories of Brandon Marshall wearing a Bronco uniform. So it's a lot of fun to see.
2: Mm, Brandon Marshall, a lot of fun to see keeping the fun going. Our guy, Greg, Gregory Vendeland, ninety nine ninety nine yeah. 99 super. Uh, thank you so much, sir. You were very generous and very kind. And uh, these super chats go a long way. It allows us to be boots on the ground. I'll be training out there at training camp every day. It allows us to write. It allows us to podcast. It allows us to bring all of the free content that Mile High Huddle Gives you go to milehighhuddle.com. We've got film breakdowns, we've got news, we've got roster reports, we've got everything, and there's no subscriptions, nothing like that. Just get at milehighhuddle on Twitter or milehighhuddle.com. Uh, Greg, thank you so much. And I, I I gotta follow this up with Kathy. Greg, are you Luke's dad? Friggin' rock star, dude. Um, no, but he can give me a Luke, I am your father anytime he wants with that kind of love and support. I really, really appreciate it. Um DeAndre circling back one more time saying, All Bronco fans have hope for this season. The quarterback situation is fixed for a while and we are aren't in quarterback purgatory now no you're not the broncos aren't in quarterback uh, purgatory but i'm a little curious about the backup role if i'm if i'm going to be honest that's something that's i'm going to have my eye on barely because i'm going to be so caught up in russell wilson out there at training camp but josh johnson brett ripon they're out there with russ in southern california at least they were getting some work in um who do you expect to ultimately be the number two for russell wilson
1: Oh, man, I guess Johnson, because uh, he's been around the block a few times. Uh, I think he fits the offense pretty well. Having Brett Rippon here is you know, a fun story, uh, but we've seen him out there. The team's seen him. You've seen him in training camp and whatnot. Brett Rippon is a future coach in the league, and I say that with the utmost respect for what he's done for his career to date. But uh, there is a and quarterback is a above the shoulders position, but there is a level of arm talent, athleticism frame that you need to have to take you to that next level and just don't see it with Rippin. So, uh, good pulling for him. Maybe at some point he can follow that Gary Kubiak pathway and, uh, coaching in Denver. Um, cause obviously they like him, they've kept him around this much. They really like the kid. Um, but also there's a reason they haven't been pushing him to the front of the line when Broncos had a number of questions at the quarterback position.
2: I think you're right. And I think Josh Johnson was a hand-picked guy by russ (laughs) russ is a guy that had to watch the the seahawks flutter with Geno Smith last year in the quarterback situation there, which isn't any better right now, obviously. But uh, I think he got a unique vantage point, and he is a team guy. He wants to be out there. But I also think it's important that he has his right-hand man in that room. That's no slight to Brett Rippon. But uh, if you really want to talk about Brett Rippon, I know it's a cool story. Boise State Broncos, Uncle Mark, all that success. I love it as well. Go back and watch that Jets game. The only game that he started in, um, it was a pretty rough game. The ball wasn't there. The accuracy wasn't there. Uh, The one touchdown he did throw, Jerry Judy went up and nabbed. Otherwise, it could have been an interception. So, a lot of things can change, but he is a grown man now, too. He's no longer a rookie. Uh, He's the same class as Drew Locke. So, it's time to get it going. Just like our guy, Michael Ronquillo, always getting it going down there in Arizona, representing Broncos country, saying the Robert Walton, or excuse me, the Rob Walton, Tenor group will take over the Denver Broncos ownership August 9th of 2022. Mike is absolutely on top of it. Remember Broncos Mm -hmm. country, you now have the richest ownership group ever as Nick pointed out. Uh, Robert Walton. Obviously heir to the Walmart throne, if you will, the 19th richest human being on the planet. Those resources are coming. there is a cast of characters also involved and I use characters in a great way. Uh, talking a little bit about Condoleezza Rice, who was just named don't um, want I don't want to misspeak. do you know the, the official position was it
1: I don't know the official position just know she's a big part of the uh, ownership group.
2: Yeah, so she's yeah, she's in it. You've got um I'm horrible with names. The ex-wife, I believe, of George Lucas. Yes. I think is in there as well. And she is a a financial wizard. Did some looking into her, man, and and her credentials are top-notch. And you've just got a lot of class acts really associated with this Broncos team. So it's no wonder that they're already winning awards off the field. Again, the Broncos were named ESPN's 2022 Sports Humanitarian Team of the Year. And you'll be able to catch that over on the ESPYs. Uh, Looks like the Humanitarian Awards are going to combine with the 2022 ESPYs. Uh, for a special programming event and that'll be actually that's going on now um so if you want to Flip over, don't turn that dial here on MHI, where you can catch us every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Mountain. Uh, the Broncos will be featured at some point. I know I've got it dvr so I will check that out because it's cool to see the Broncos recognized for something that's that's really special and that really makes a difference. And uh, It's cool when they're doing things outside of the Colorado community as well. Um, yeah. Chad, our editor, obviously everybody knows Chad Jensen, uh, he picked a really cool pic- picture of Justin Simmons doing a youth football camp in Florida. And I thought that was really awesome too. Don't just limit your time and your volunteer and your heart um, and all those good things that you have to
1: one area, reach out and, and truly touch those around you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh happy to see the Broncos are getting highlighted for the right reasons when, you know, see in the NFL with the Dan Snyder stuff and the Deshaun Watson stuff. Uh, there's a lot of ugly too. Ooh. There always will be ugly. The Broncos will have ugly too. Let's not, you know, put, uh, lipstick on a pig these are you know young men that uh have a lot of money and not a lot of supervision sometimes dumb things are going to happen uh, broncos have had a lot of arrests over the years but i think the organization itself is a uh, top notch and we can be proud of that um so let's keep that going here benjamin Flores, speaking about proud we're always proud to have benjamin joining us here today saying good evening ben. gentlemen good evening to you ben uh, he says go broncos and keep up the good work uh, thanks so much, Ben. Hope you had a great hump day and also Chase Wellner coming in. Always love to hear from Chase. Uh, you know, stick around, Chase. Give give us some uh, stuff to talk about here. It says that uh, MHI with the f- the fist pump. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, Chase. Always good to hear from Chase. And, uh, and Albert also talking about the ownership group saying, uh, who knows? Peyton Manning might be back as well in the ownership position. We'll see. I have really no idea what Peyton want, is going to do. Whatever Peyton wants to do, I'm. Totally for it. Unless he's talking about, you know, going to the Chiefs or the Chargers or the the Raiders. Other other than that, though, you know, pro Peyton Manning.
2: He's probably got his eye on the Spano family and the Chargers right now and all the craziness that's going on there. But it takes time for change to happen, for good or or for the better or for the worse. Um, I do think it's interesting. It's an interesting notion. People are curious about it, but the sale isn't complete. The owners of the NFL still have to approve the Walton Penner ownership group, if you will. So a few more dots on the I's, a few more crosses through the T's, and then the Broncos will officially be kind of weird to say Bolin free Um, I don't mean it that way it sounds horrible I mean the Bolins will always be associated of course Pat Bolin with the Denver Broncos Pro Football Hall of Famer but it's going to be the first time that a Bolin has not had their hands in ownership Uh, that's going to be weird that's going to feel a little odd but I think it's time for a change I think it's a good that we um, ultimately evolve and look Not having accountability has just screwed this team up for so many years, and it starts at the top, and we've talked about it for years. Well, finally, you're seeing that change. George Payton started that change a couple years ago. Um, now you're starting to see that message really come through at a player level because there's only so much talk a GM could do, so much talk a coach could do. Now you're starting to see some of those changes. Ben, I'm going to come right back to you. And Ben saying, hey, Nick, um, what about Nathaniel Hackett might, be, might being able to help our defense curve some of Devontae Adams' abilities? Nathaniel Hackett's very familiar with Devontae Adams. I, really good question.
1: Yeah, I think that it's possible that there are a few intricacies in what Devontae Adams likes to do as a route runner uh, that, or you know, just areas of the field that he wants to attack that Nathaniel Hackett might know about. And uh, those are things that he can disseminate to is your ever and the cornerbacks. Uh, but in the end, I think Devontae Ad- Adams is crafty enough, uh, enough of a veteran and really savvy uh, route runner with his uh, ability to break press uh, that There might be a few things here and there that you're like, okay, he doesn't really like it when you jam him with your with your left hand. He has a harder time getting off uh, that way than the right. But overall, I think it's pretty hard to to, I think I believe uh, to say that Hackett is going to have any inside trader secrets for Adams, because I think Adams is enough of a star player uh, that it's like, okay, what are you going to do to stop LeBron James? Not not to that level, but, you know, he's still going to get his and he's going to work on his craft and change things as well.
2: Yeah, and you also have got Pat Sertan, right? And I I can't wait to see that matchup. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, but I would assume you put one-on-one. I I mean, best on best, see what happens. And they're both going to win some. They're both going to lose some. But that's the beauty of the NFL and trying to see what that ultimate score is going to be in the fourth quarter. Um, Let's see here. Ben, stop texting and driving. I see I love the support, but we don't need that. Uh, Jay Cozad saying, Pat Sertan will be the equalizer, and and I think that's absolutely a good point. Remember, he's a second-year player. I don't expect there to be a sophomore slump, nor does anyone else, really, uh, but It's really, really important that we recognize that defensive back is such a tough position to play in the NFL, especially when you're playing against the referees, right? I feel like they're more or less always protecting the receivers a little bit more, looking for those splash plays, trying to keep quarterbacks on the field.
0: Getting that just right temperature
1: Patrick Sertan a lot last night. I think he's probably one of the most obviously duh, but like for the integrity of the defense, if Patrick Sertan goes down, the defense crumbles uh, this season. I think you go right now. I think Mm. Mike Clay had them at uh, what ranked 18th overall defense this season they go down to probably 25, 26 uh, if Sertan is out for any sort of time or if his form dips at all because of an injury trying to play through something uh, because of what he does for your defense. You don't... I really like Darby as number two, but you have massive question marks with Mathis and Ojemudia. I don't think Williams is a boundary cornerback. Bless Austin. I mean, I think he's kind of a fine of a back end of the rotation guy, but uh, Sertan really is the the linchpin of that entire defense. You have options up front, even though I don't think... Uh, you have a true gamer, like you have Sertan in the secondary and Justin Simmons in the secondary. Uh, you have options up front. Like if Randy Gregory or Bradley Chubb miss time, you can throw some stuff out there and you're probably gonna get some level of production still, but you can't, you can't lose Sertan. Otherwise the defense is gonna fall apart.
2: We remember what all those cornerbacks off the street looked like for Vic Fangio's defense. It was tough, Bad. and then it was tough yeah. to tough to blame a guy like Parnell Motley, right? I mean, at a certain point, you're just like, well, he's throwing to the wolves. We'll have to see what happens. And speaking of what's happening, our guy Andrew Baker's coming in saying, what's up, my MHI brothers? With all these sacks on Russell Wilson, should he be a pocket passer or shake and bake with this offensive line?
1: I don't think he should be a pocket passer. Obviously, you want him to protect himself, but the NFL right now is about trying to create explosive plays, and the longer you hold out, I guess, so to speak, uh, the more likely you are to create a busted play that can lead to an explosive play, and that's been one of the calling cards uh, for Russell Wilson in his career. Now, obviously, there's going to be an interesting marriage uh, between what Nathaniel Hackett wants to do with the outside zone, West Coast offense, a lot of uh, speed out uh, off of RPOs, but uh, in the end, I don't think him becoming a pure pocket passer is the way to go. And it's one of the reasons that I think some people are curious about the the aging of Russell Wilson. I don't foresee him being able to age like a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees, where they are purely pocket because of how Russell plays the game differently uh, than those guys. His success uh, and the ways he wins on the field are different uh, than those quarterbacks. Um, obviously, he's going to have to evolve a little bit as he ages, and that can become uh, more of his game. But. Uh, will be interesting. So I definitely don't think he should really become a full uh, blown pocket passer needs to protect himself. Obviously, you know, you can lose the battle, but uh, still win the war as long as you're not getting injured. Um, mm. But I want him to be, I still want him to be. What's the word I like to use here a little bit, not selfish. That's the wrong greedy Uh, in the pocket, you know, look for those big plays. And if you're going to take those sacks, make sure you're taking them on third down when you're not getting yourself out of field goal range, because losing five, 10 yards on a third and nine, um, I think is worth the risk of holding out a little bit longer to try to get that explosive play. That could be, you know, a game changer.
2: You call it greedy. I call it authentic because that's who Russell Wilson is. Don't ever change. At least right now, when you become an old man, we'll have this conversation. Uh, you know, when you're an old man, I don't need you rolling out there. I don't need you sliding. I don't need you doing any of that stuff. I need you throwing the ball away and not getting touched. Russ is not an old man. He's a nine time pro bowler. He's been to two Super Bowl. three, two, three two. he's been to three and one one well they lost to the Patriots to yeah he's been to two okay lost to the yeah. Patriots beat the Broncos obviously uh so look I just want him to be himself and let things roll let the good times roll and that's that's what Broncos country is looking forward to seeing uh just like I'm looking forward to seeing my guy Jason Boland. Another good member of Broncos country out there saying good evening, gents. And thanks for the support, Jay, Uh, his sons, Marquette and Marcus say hello and go Broncos. I don't think they're too excited for camp or anything like that. Keep up the great work guys. We appreciate it. Jason, we appreciate you. I can't wait to see you and your boys and uh, yeah. Talk Broncos, see Russell Wilson for the first time. It's going to be pretty special, Nick. We've talked about it before. This training camp is going to be completely different. Um, it's, it's already got a new feel to it. Not only with the new cast of coaches, Russell Wilson ownership, but you could feel the energy it's, it's palpable. Um, and you can feel it here at mile high huddle as well. What do you, do you think it's truly the, the comparison Peyton Manning? It's, it's like the Peyton Manning era again, when people are excited and it's relevant, or do you think there's something more to it?
1: I think it's a little bit different than the Peyton Manning era starting off because I think the expectations out of the gate aren't as pressing. Um, with Peyton Manning, you are way more up against the gun of father time uh, than you are with Russell Wilson, what, 33 years old versus Manning coming in at 38. Also, Indeed. I think the the air bars, not to get too statistical on you guys, uh, but the air bars for success and failure with Manning, I think were far greater with Russell Wilson I think Russell Wilson can be great but you're talking about that 2013 season and Peyton Manning being arguably the greatest quarterback of all time where Russell Wilson the conversation is more is he a top 5 quarterback or a top 10 quarterback still elite still good but not arguably you know the face of the NFL elite Um, and if it wasn't for you know only having one top 16 defense in his entire career in Indy, maybe we're debating him more so with Tom Brady. I think it was one time in his entire career. Uh, Maybe it was only one time having a top 10 defense. And that was the year they won the Super Bowl. I digress. I'm a big Peyton Manning guy, obviously. Uh, But uh, I think it's a little bit of a different conversation in that regard.
2: You're totally right. And a a different context when you really stop and slow down and look at the Mm -hmm. facts. Now, I think we get caught up in the fact of Peyton Manning revived the Broncos and that's what Russell Wilson's already done. Um, in a certain capacity um he's definitely got the excitement up now we got to get the wins now you got to produce now you got to get the results will we have to be patient that's the big question but our guy, Frank Schwab, you love him. I love him. Uh, who doesn't with Yahoo had a pretty interesting quote on Twitter that said, quote, I've lived in Colorado almost 20 years, and I can't recall fans being more excited for a Broncos season. Not even the Peyton Manning years. The quarterback Carousel was absolutely miserable for Broncos fans. Then general manager George Payton landed a future Hall of Fame quarterback this offseason. Um he, he wrote that tweet in reference to a 2022 NFL preview in which obviously Russell Wilson and the Broncos are uh, are featured. But that's the next thing, man. It's going to be a zoo out there with the national media that's coming back. I'm going to experience that for the first time. Uh, Peyton Manning goes away. It's crazy. There's like no cameras there. Russell Wilson comes into town and now it's like everybody saddle up you know it used to be just the big fish like james palmer palmer adam schefter those type of cats were out there now you're going to get all kinds of different folks from different organizations you know even the other organizations dare i say news organizations um with those three letter networks that Take an interest in sports and, and Russell Wilson yeah. is not only a sports story, he's an entertainment story, he's a charity story, he's a philanthropy story, he's a family story. There is so
1: much content for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, will be Broncos are relevant again, not only in Denver, they've always been relevant in Denver, but the energy, like you mentioned, there is palpable. My sister, uh, just moved to Denver a couple weeks ago doing a one year rotation in medical school, and she's like, Man, this. She's, she was in Kansas city before she's like for how bad the Broncos have Ooh. been. You think that they, you know, they were just as good as Kansas city. Cause the energy here, everybody's excited. You see orange everywhere, a little bit more hockey, you know, paraphernalia, but that's to be expected coming out of the avalanche stuff. So, um, yeah, no man, it's going to be great this year. Really excited to see, um, we got Conga Hydra coming in saying, Let's ride. Mike S is in the house too, saying, How's everyone doing tonight? Good Mikey. to see you, Mike S. Uh, K Hop coming in with a question for us. Yeah. And if you guys have any questions, make sure you hit us up on Twitter or on here. Um, says, uh, Do you guys think that get the dedication that the offense has done to build chemistry is going to put us at the top of the division? I think it's going to make it so that way there's hopefully less bumps early on during the easier. Part of the schedule, which I mean, if you drop one game, you shouldn't have in this division early on. That's could be the difference between winning the division or not making the playoffs, to be completely honest. So it definitely could help uh, put them over the top. Uh, That being said, there is no beating live bullets and going against teams that are scheming against you because we don't know what this Broncos offense is going to look like exactly. And we don't know how what teams are going to do schematically uh to try to stump the Broncos. You know, it's a game of chess and you're always trying to be one move ahead on the scheme side of things. And also injuries. I mean, God, you can never predict the injuries. Um hopefully they, they will be kind to the Broncos this year. God, they were super kind to the Broncos in twenty fifteen and they've been on the other end of the bell curve mostly over the last few seasons. So uh we'll see. But Again, is this helping the Broncos? For sure. I also think it's beyond just the football stuff. It's the camaraderie and the pecking order in the locker room. This is Russell Wilson's team now. And by God, these guys fall in line, especially with the offense. We've been a rudderless ship on the offensive side of the years. I can't imagine a screaming match with the defense pointing fingers at the offense coming over these next couple years now that Russell Wilson's in town.
2: No, and Russ doesn't dominate – his personality is an alpha dog, but he doesn't dominate a team through fear. He commands through respect and, and, and goes out there and is about it. He shows what he can do. Um, he's not telling people well, like Peyton, right, what to do without doing it himself. And there's a little a good... bit of fear with Peyton. Yeah, there's some fear <laughs> with Peyton and his style. Just to... Well, in different cats, right? The group, different time, different generation – um, now if you yell at someone in our generation, they'll piss themselves. I mean, it's things have gotten so crazy. And I'm not advocating for players and coaches to be yelling. And we don't need Shelby Harris out there lunging at Vic Fangio or anything like that. But sometimes it is good when you get a voice raised, when you hear frustrations out in the dead of summer in the heat, the 100 degrees of the mile high city. It's going to happen. You're going to see Garrett Bowles and Bradley Chubb get into it. No, they don't hate each other. Uh, You just don't want anybody to get hurt. You don't want any of those silly injuries. But I'm looking forward to hearing Russell Wilson kind of chopping it up against the defense. You know, Nathaniel Hackett and Kareem Jackson have already been going at it, and that's been pretty fun to hear about. Uh, I think it's going to be a continual challenge internally, which is going to, ultimately yield those winning results externally against opponents when you've got the starting left tackle garrett bowles out there saying i'm competing for a starting job that sets the tone and that's all about russell wilson being here setting those standards just like our guy daniel vasquez coming in dv jr saying go broncos appreciate you daniel thanks for hopping in the stream jamie welcome to mhi he's nick kendall i'm luke patterson get it nick at Nick Kendall, MHH, yours truly at Luke Patterson, LP, and K Hop again coming in with another question. I appreciate it, K Hop. Uh, I hear people saying that Russell Wilson fr- went from one horrible offensive line to another horrible offensive line in Denver. Where do you guys rank our offensive line and who are your starters? Um, I don't know about ranking, but they could definitely be better. They've Obviously, that being said, they've been worse. So right now, you'd have to go Garrett Bowles at left tackle for me, Dalton Reisner at left guard, Lloyd Cushenberry at center, Quinn Miners at right guard, and Billy Turner at right tackle. That's what I think is going to be the starting lineup. No injuries, obviously, in this scenario, but it's not a lineup that I'm in love with. Dalton Reisner has got to improve. There's an article out right now on my highhuddle.com where I think our guy – Bob Morris goes over some of those contract details and our guy, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. We're talking about it a little bit earlier today on the mile high sports network where you guys can catch those guys doing a little bit of radio now uh, Monday through Friday, I believe starting at 2 PM mountain and that's going to be on 98.1 FM MHSR. Uh, what about you, Nick? What do you see for the starting lineup and where do you kind of rank them
1: amongst the NFL or the AFC West? Uh, I would say that they are probably second or to be in the AFC West. I think the Chiefs, unfortunately, are, even with the Orlando Brown Jr. stuff uh, being questioned right now, the Chiefs' interior offensive line might be the best in the NFL, unfortunately. Uh, Creed Humphrey was incredible last year at center. So Joe Thune one of the best uh, left guards in football, and Trey Smith uh, was incredible. They got a steal there because he had blood clots in his heart, I think, and then fell to the sixth round, but he was I mean, just a monster for them. They do have some real issues at the right tackle position, which, hello, get in line, take a number. Every single team in the AFC West has real questions at the right tackle position. Uh, and left tackle, if they're missing Orlando Brown Jr., that could make things pretty questionable slash ugly this year. So we'll see. I think the Broncos overall have a middle-of-the-pack offensive line. I feel pretty okay about Garrett Bowles. He doesn't have to be elite for me. If he can play in that top 10 uh, level for left tackles, would you put him as an upper third starter? I'd be okay with that. That um, maybe he has to play a little bit better than that to, uh, to earn his contract, as it kind of dips up here. The Broncos maybe going to have to have some tough decisions if he's bordering around that top ten to top twelve uh, number, especially with you know paying Russell Wilson coming up here pretty soon. But uh, probably an average offensive line. I agree with who you put out there. Um, but there has been some buzz for Natani Moody, so uh, we'll see. I think it's really good that hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, that not only Dalton Reisner but uh, Lloyd Cushenberry feel some heat on them this season because both those guys entrenched starters, they need to take a, a step forward.
2: Buzz it moody for the left guard or the right guard.
1: I think, I think I've heard left guard more so, but I want to see what the, uh, the, I movement would looks like,
2: I wouldn't be surprised by that. That sounds, I mean, but versatility, right? I mean, either yeah. way, that's a good problem to have. If you're in Atani Moody, um that's interesting obviously lloyd Cushenberry has got to improve as you Mm -hmm. as you mentioned and uh, i think spending this time with russell wilson is a a very articulated and crafted mood or move rather by russ saying look i'm going to get with my center get to know him and um we're going to do this thing so whether or not Cush can do it when the bullets are flying so to speak that'll be another another story but it starts in training camp and I can't wait to see it. The offensive line is always fascinating. Defensive line, pass rushers, outside linebackers, the pit. I absolutely love it. Andrew Baker coming back in saying, what should be Russell Wilson's contract? And should we wait a year or so to do it?
1: Uh, you probably get it after this year. Um, just to see everything going on there with him. I have no idea what the numbers are going to be like. Uh, they're going to be high. I hope he doesn't get an Aaron Rodgers level contract, um, but I'm a I would like to see him get paid before Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow uh, get a contract with they, which they will be eligible for Ooh, after this year point. three. Um, so definitely uh, want to look for that. I'm guessing it's going to be pretty big though, but I'd have to act, I'd have to sit down and look at the numbers uh, for it to make sense. And also we want to see what he looks like this season. Let's call it as it is uh, before, before the last two years, Russell Wilson was a no doubt top five quarterback and his play has not been no doubt top five the last two seasons and there are a lot of reasons for that, and I think he can return back to that top five level, uh, but you and because the Broncos traded for him, you probably are a little bit uh, you know hands behind your back. you might have to uh, pay him some, but there's some things about guarantees where the money's at, uh, that uh, maybe the Broncos would want to move around dependent on how he looks this year.
2: I'm good to pay him now and by now I mean as soon as the Walton Penner ownership is officially in and and, um, that new chapter is officially started meaning they have money to play with and they do have lots of money to play with I haven't even considered about the other quarterbacks maybe setting a new market before Russ just because I, I guess I'm maybe night being naive and thinking that that is a very big priority for George Payton to lock down this massive investment. He just got into town, but I also hear you. Um, There is some questions. Let's wait and see kind of a thing. And, Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if those things are being talked about, at least the initial feelers and stuff like that. I mean, Russ wants to be here. George Payton and the Broncos want him here. Let's wait and see. Uh, Daniel Vasquez Jr. coming in with a 999 generous super chat, helping us keep these lights on, saying, let's go Broncos. Shout out from Space City here in Houston, Texas. My garage, a.k.a. Man Cave, is ready for my projector to play those Broncos games. I, too, Daniel, have got a set up in my garage so that way, you know, you never miss a second of football. I've got a flat screen out there. Uh, it's my great excuse for escaping and, you know, just getting some me time. Every guy has to have a man cave or or somewhere, a deck, backyard, front, you know, whatever. You got to have what something. about a she shed? A she shed, yeah. No, I want to see a Bronco she shed. I mean, that would be the ultimate because you know it'd be it'd be a lot better than my dirty garage with a flat screen. (laughs) Thank you so much, Daniel. We really appreciate that support. Mike S coming in with a very good question. What training camp battle are you most looking forward to? I'll go um, kick this guy off. I already kind of talked about the
1: offensive. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, we had a delay. Go for it, Nick. Spit it my internet just all of a sudden started to go down. So maybe that's saying that we should wrap it up here pretty soon. Um, but for me, I'm most interested in the, uh- Backup edge spots, because those guys might be starters uh, this year. Randy Gregory, we're not sure about the arm. Uh, Bradley Chubb, um, after one more year of him, who knows how much they can depend on him. Baron Browning, Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito. I want to see what those guys look like. And it's not just about this season, which you want to have a bevy of pass rushers. The Broncos were woeful there last season. Um, But it's also about what does the future hold? Um, Who is going to take step this year? And how is that going to impact what the Broncos are doing, looking at that position going forward? Yeah, that's really
2: good. Um, For me, we've talked about it. Tight end is something that I'm curious about. And a lot of people have been bringing up, why wasn't Greg Dulcich in the picture that's circular, circulating around social media? Do you have any intel on that? I don't.
1: I have no idea, but I know he got hurt in OTAs that caused him to miss time. And uh, I'm guessing it has something to do with the uh, the injury there.
2: You know what I like to think is just that he was the one taking the picture. <laughs> How about, can we just go with that one right now? I know nobody needs to panic. It's not off to a bad start or anything like that. He's probably doing what he needs to do to get his body right. That's the very first thing that uh, you learn in the NFL is that you've got to stay healthy. And you hear about all kinds of new approaches. You hear about Mac Jones cleaning up his diet. Uh, lots of guys go through this after that first rookie year. Uh so I'm I'm not surprised if if you see some new battles pop up that maybe you're not expecting. Maybe Calvin Anderson gives that right tackle position another another wing with Billy Turner. Uh but it'll be interesting. The defensive line, uh you've got a lot of guys that are fighting for jobs potentially in McTelvin Ajim, Mike Purcell. Um, I want to see what Draymond Jones is all about. I mean, he definitely had some crazy games last year can we put together 10 of them and I am in I'm all in if we could put together at least 10 of them man double digits that would be great uh yeah we'll have to see man there's just so much excitement so training camp battles yes that's going to be important but how effective can this offense be what does the defense even look like yeah you know these are things that are just general opinions impressions observations and I'll be writing about it in my camp journal at myhuddle.com but man, there's so much here. I mean, come one, come all. A lot of eyes are going to be on Russell Wilson, but there's a whole nother host of characters that we're not even talking about right now. Yep.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And a final one coming in, unless we get a super chat come through from Lawrence Rivera coming in saying, uh, so I know time ruins a lot of situations. And right now we have a chance at a Super Bowl run. And due to the contracts as they are right now, how long can we stay on top offensively? Uh, This is going to be, again, bringing it back full circle. This is going to be a wet fart for me. Um, on this one, Uh on top offensively, let's see it first. I mean, God, we have some fun pieces here, but uh what does the Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson marriage look like? Are these wide receivers actually going to live up to it? Is Cortland Sutton going to uh, recover from that injury? He was a little bit down last season. And Jerry Judy, will the first overall pick please stand up? KJ Hamler, will he be healthy? I mean, a lot of questions uh, here. And the offensive line, i have talked about it, middling right now probably got to be pushing on top 10. If you're talking about a top offense, so, How many uh,
2: fumbles is Melvin Gordon going to have how many, you know, like games is he going to cost us? How many tweets is he going to get at all of us? All of these things are still problems that the Broncos are looking at. I hear you. Uh, it's a good question. Lawrence, I really appreciate your support. Uh, I also look at the financial aspect of it, right? You know, Pat Mahomes got paid uh, the Tyreek Hill deal. That's gone. Travis Kelsey got paid. Uh, You've got to start to figure out how you're going to not only build a team around a franchise quarterback, but have enough money to keep people happy and to keep luring those free agents over because they're not just going to come over for free not unless they're super old seasoned vets that are desperate and maybe it's an injury fill-in type situation then maybe you see it but i go for george payton being smart with finances being um, relatively reserved when it comes to emotions i think he is a human being like all of us but instead of falling in love right away he takes a step back and i think he truly values those around him and what their opinion is and he gives it a second go, a third go, and then ultimately arrives at a decision, sometimes by team, sometimes on his own. But I like George Baton calling the shots on the money, Nick, and I really like Walt, Walton Penner Group having that money. I mean, 19th richest man, Robert Walton, in the planet. That's just insane. I love it. You've got a, a cash spender and a money saver, and then you got some guy named Russell Wilson. Sign me up.
1: Yeah. Sign me up. And thank you. Speaking of cash sub- spenders, thank you to all our cash uh, spenders today, especially uh, obviously we appreciate everyone coming in. Andrew Baker, um, et cetera, et cetera. But I wanted to give a special thank you to Gregory Vandalin who do- dropped a good bit of support today. Um, yeah. Jason Boland, of course, we see you, but we really appreciate you guys. But just wanted to circle back. A special thanks for Gregory yeah. and all his support. Jeff Noise, also Daniel
2: um, Vasquez Jr., my guy Jerry Jason Palmer. Bolin. So yep. many folks got in here tonight. Um, GLP is always in there, and it's it's so awesome. Jeff Noise, we see you. We can never do this stuff without Broncos country and without your support. So, Retro Rob TV coming in saying it feels good being a Broncos fan right now. No longer do you have to keep that orange jersey tucked away in the back of your closet on a Monday. Uh, head into the office feeling good ready to talk at the water cooler with a lot of interesting stuff kathy as well very active in our chat thanks fellas good show K Hop 16 really appreciate you weighing in some great questions michael ronquillo great show tonight nick and luke on the mile high insiders let's ride and go broncos he's nick kendall you can find him on twitter at nick kendall mhh yours truly at luke patterson lp if you want to head on over to the mothership At Mile High Huddle on Twitter or milehighhuddle.com. You can read about the Denver Broncos being named the 2022 Humanitarian Team of the Year. I've got that piece up right now. And then we've got all kinds of free content from film breakdowns to roster reviews to breaking news to training camp projections, anything that you want. Mile High Huddle. We've got, if you want to grab some of these lids that Nick and I are sporting, you can do that. Head on over to the huddleuppod.com store. And get your swag on. Be sure to leave us a review as well. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, Whether that be Apple, Spotify. Uh, we appreciate all those subscribes, likes, and shares over on YouTube. And again, man, it's it's super humbling to be able to do this. We're a week away, Nick. One week away. We'll be talking a week from today. And I will have been out there at the very first day of training
1: camp, man. It's right around the corner. We're so close. We are so close. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. We'll see you again next Wednesday. Oh, of course. Phil also supporting us here with the of course, Phil. Ew. Don't want to leave Phil out. Phil McLaughlin. Phil McLaughlin. Thank you What's so up, much. Buddy? We appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thank you guys so much. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Luke at Luke Patterson LP. I'm at Nick Kendall, M H H. Follow our podcast account, M H I underscore pod, huddle, at huddle up. Facebook, of course, uh, Facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. Really appreciate all of the uh recent uh, Apple podcast reviews that have been coming into. I think we've had three or four in the last week. Uh, you guys are awesome for doing that. Make sure if you haven't done that yet, find us on Apple uh, search mile high huddle or huddle up podcast and uh, scroll down and leave us a five-star rating and review. And uh, of course, YouTube folks, please like subscribe and share on your way out. Hit the bell notification. So, you know, when you go live and I know that Facebook's been having some issues um, from the stream yard to Facebook uh, connection, I guess uh, when it goes live. So if you are having trouble on Facebook, Make sure you're joining us over on YouTube as well. It's really easy, and uh, hopefully we will go live then. Everyone have a great evening. Luke, you have a good evening. I'm off to go cook some dinner. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Choose kindness. Choose comp- compassion. Go
0: Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.